Hey friends, thanks for tuning in to Honey and Flame, The Spark, your number one go-to podcast for all things love, dating, and relationships. My name is Melissa Hirschman. I am your host, and I am joined by Amy Love, founder of Honey and Flame, a matchmaking agency, Rebecca Bell, licensed mental health counselor and dating therapist, and Joanna Madden, our producer extraordinaire. We have so many fun things to talk about with you today. We cannot wait to get started. Let's go get yourself a cup of coffee, cup of tea. Let's get on the road. So we are here today talking about one of my very favorite topics ever, the topic of boundaries. Boundaries exist in so many different assets and dimensions and, and pieces of our lives that I think sometimes it's hard to remember where they go and where they fit in. And sometimes our boundaries differ based on person to person. So anyway, we're going to jump right in. I'm going to talk about kind of what we might think about some of these things. But I read a definition that I really, really liked of boundaries. And maybe we'll start there because today we're going to really be focusing on boundaries in our romantic relationships, not necessarily the same boundaries we'd set up with work colleagues or with friends and parents, but really romantic boundaries and how we honor those. And so um, the definition that I read that I really liked was boundaries is communicating our needs for healthy interaction with somebody else, being able to communicate our needs for healthy interaction. So Rebecca, get us started. What, what do you think here? What, what comes to mind for you? Oh, gosh, I, I echo that definition. It is about clearly communicating what our needs are, what our expectations are in a relationship mm. and I borrow the definition from one of the leading experts in the mental health world her name is Nedra Glover Twab okay mm -hmm. and she wrote um quite a few books on boundaries she's got a workbook on boundaries called the set boundaries workbook um, and I'm going to reference her definition now, yeah. uh, which is going to sound very familiar to yours. It's boundaries or expectations and needs that help us feel comfortable and safe in our relationships. Mm. And I highlight that word safe mm -hmm. because sometimes the, the root of a boundaryless life can be codependency, mm -hmm. right? Because I think we have to look at why are boundaries needed in relationships? Mm -hmm. And it's a lot of times because we're preoccupied with the other person's needs and not our mm. own. Okay. Okay. So preoccupied with the other person's needs. So I might need to set, make, I just want to make sure I understand. So I might need to set boundaries as a person in a relationship if I have a tendency towards codependence mm -hmm. so that my own time, energy, resources, et cetera, can be respected within, the, you got within that it. relationship. You got it. I like that a lot. I think sometimes we tend to think about boundaries as a way to keep things out. Right. And I like that idea of saying, no, no, this is what it's, this is the safe area of operation. It, absolutely. And the, the other um, definition that I wanted to highlight is by Prentice Hemphill. Mm -hmm. And she says that boundaries are the distance at which I can love you mm. and me simultaneously. Mm. So it is this inclusivity of like, you know, I want to learn 
and practice loving myself and not abandoning what my needs are, mm. right, in mm-hmm. order to be in a healthy relationship with you. Mm. Interesting. I like that. Amy, what do you think? I just want to put in a call to a lot of people that are really unsure as to their boundaries because I'm speaking from my past, not so distance past, about having lack of boundaries and what that looks like. Right. And that really looks like somebody that is tuned into everybody in the room who is a people-pleasing type personality, mm-hmm. uh, somebody that has little boundaries also is always working towards the pleasure of others, is not expressing their needs. We're talking about like boundaries being a freedom as to communicating what you want. A lot of times when people don't even understand that they have no healthy boundaries, they feel like they're a very giving person, that they are an extrinsic person, and oftentimes it's masking that their self-love is in jeopardy. So you have to really look at yourself here. How, how are you with your friends, family, loved ones? Are you constantly, like I used to be everybody's dream girl. Every time I dated them, um, I would make myself into the person that they would like best. Um, and it was almost like a game. But at the end of the day, when that relationship ended, I easily let it go and felt no emotion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just pretty cruel. Mm-hmm. But that just shows how unhealthy boundaries, how they manifest and what they look like. Th- at the end of the day, there is no real emotional connection that can actually take place. Yeah, yeah. Well, it makes me think, you know, when we talk about boundaries in in this kind of way, no real emotion, it's almost like having a a wall up that is impermeable, right? Mm -hmm. I think clear boundaries still give us, like, maybe the visual of having that safe operating space, but it's permeable, it's fluid. So there's dialogue, there's communication, there's an attempt at understanding. So if you have two people who have two very different ideas about how much time they should spend together in a relationship, let's say, how do they how do they navigate that? How do people have those conversations and begin to open that up and navigate that? Because I think a lot of times boundaries is about when you say expectations, it's kind of being able to communicate our needs. Mm-hmm. So if I'm somebody that wants to be with my person, my partner a lot and, and spend a lot of time together, and maybe that's, you know, quality time is my love language to use that. And then, you know, I'm I'm dating somebody who maybe is has a different perspective how do we navigate that so how do we how do we navigate that i think you can only get to that point where you're talking about your needs openly and out loud after you have established where you are on your path Mm. so is that being very aware of how much time you either like being by yourself or like being in relationship with the other person. Mm-hmm. So you've got to spend some time with yourself and saying, um, you know, I need an hour at the end of my workday to decompress. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you tell your partner that or you tell the person that you're dating, you know, at the end of my day, I need, you know, at least an hour, depending on how my day goes, to decompress. And then once I'm able to fill my cup up and recharge, then I'm ready to you know, for us to connect. Mm -hmm. I just want to point out too, I think it's so important and I'm so guilty of this because I'm thinking of asking you ladies what your boundaries are. But because I have one that I haven't really 
expressed explicitly to my husband even, you have to communicate it, it what it is. Yes. Like, you have to say, um, like, my husband, his house, our house now, <laughs> you know, um, doesn't have a door on the bathroom of the mass of the of the you know the main bedroom okay and our bedroom we call that primary now. i know the primary yeah. so um Fun suite. <laughs> so the bathroom you know it's like a big you know man cave from days of old you know what i mean mm-hmm. and um so there's no i i have i need a door i should have said that before i moved in i need a door to the bathroom it's not that I don't feel sexy doing my business in front of you, but I'm not always, you know, Catherine Deneuve in a French movie. You know, I'm, I need my space. And that is a hardcore boundary I should have. Because mm-hmm. what happens when you don't express a boundary and you have one? Mm-hmm. Not good things. You got it. And it doesn't necessarily, when you're expressing and communicating your boundaries, you don't have to state so much of the problem. It's more of getting to the solution. I feel safe I have the time that I need in the mornings or whenever, right, when I'm in the bathroom, to have a door. <laughs> like, it's just, it can be that simple. We don't have to give a whole lot of backstory about why we mm-hmm. are setting the boundary. Mm-hmm. Right. Does that That's make a whole other yeah. thing. Well, and I like that a lot, too, because it takes, you know, when I think about, oh, you, you need to do this to make my boundary comfortable. Well, it's not anybody else's job to do the thing to make our boundary comfortable. You know, that's... Starting with, like, going back to this I statement, I need a door. This is my boundary that I need, you know, and it kind of puts the accountability on us to have that, you know, have that communication, which can be very vulnerable, though, you know, to say, I mean, bathroom doors, you know, or not bathroom doors. Right. (laughs) If we're having having a conversation with how you want to be communicated with with somebody or Mm -hmm. how you want to be, how maybe you want your feelings to, you want to have space to share your feelings. Um, it can be very vulnerable to, to say that, you know, and to do that. So what are you going to do? Are you going to tell him you need a door? Well, now he I knows. I think he knows, babe. We just got to put that door throw that on door the wall. Um, just diving right in, too, about boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about being present during sex. sex. Sexual and physical boundaries are huge in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Just think about how big sex is in a relationship. And I know we're going to have a whole other show about that, but just – regarding boundaries, if you're not explicit, then how could your partner ever really know what's going on? Absolutely. You know? Yeah. I mean, for me, like, I was a pretty heavy drinker for many, many years, and I, that's when I had a lot of sex was, you know, when I was doing the drink. Mm -hmm. And so finding that sober intimacy Mm -hmm. is a whole nother, you know, is a whole nother thing. The realness of it and, and figuring that out and having, you have to have open communication. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's that communicating, right? So openly and so regularly and it, taking breaks as you need them. And it's okay to not necessarily have all of the words to say or know how to communicate it initially. Mm-hmm. Because the thing about boundaries is that they're continually a work in progress, Continually. I mean, it's it's like yoga. You're always practicing boundaries. And I think folks can be intimidated by them, right? Of, oh, boundaries are, boundaries mean I have to like cut people out, That's right. you know, or I have to put up these walls. And it, it's no, it's about, it's about, you know, creating a safe space for yourself mm-hmm. and creating for yourself a healthy, the healthy life that, that you want. 
Well, and I think it's interesting when you say that. I love that idea because really good boundaries begin with ourselves. Absolutely. Right? Like if I am somebody that is like, oh, I'm going to const- I'm going to do this thing one day. You know, I really want to get healthy. I really want to get active. And I'm constantly kind of saying, no, I'm going to do this, but I'm never actually doing the thing. Like I just have this loose, gooey mm-hmm. sense of follow through, this loose, gooey boundary with myself. Then how am I going to expect for other people to respect that space for me more than I'm respecting it for myself? Mm-hmm. And that's always where I like where I kind of go back to, right? Where if I am doing the work to create, and when you said, you know, doing the work to create healthy life and healthy communication, I think sometimes that starts with our own sense of accountability, mm-hmm. right? Being able Absolutely. to look at myself and say, okay, maybe I'm drinking and not treating myself super great, or I have this terrible diet that I'm trying to maybe change and get a grip on some health things, and I'm, I'm not treating myself well. Um, but, you know, the world will treat us kind of as we're treating ourselves. So mm-hmm. if I'm not willing to do that, that work, that boundary work, like maybe it's got to start with me. Right, like it's got to start with the person. So, what is one way that we can really honor some physical boundaries for ourselves? Maybe some emotional boundaries for ourselves. What are some of the ways that we start out by keeping ourselves safe and then create that safe area of operation for other folks? Amy, what do you think? I think quite simply, just thinking about that as what's my ideal? Where mm-hmm. am I happiest? Mm-hmm. Like I like to say, I'm happiest in the forest. <laughs> with a big comfy bed you know but what is how does the these things these happy things and things that make me feel safe translate to my life with somebody you know I I like to feel safe I like you know super clean linens you know let's Mm -hmm. let's change make sure that we're changing the bed things that that turn into issues could possibly be looked at as a boundary I don't mean that sheets or linens could be like a boundary type of thing but certain cleanliness is mm-hmm. cleanliness can be a boundary all born from the way that you're raised and the way that you are and how you conduct yourself mm-hmm. and you know just talking about those things with yourself of what makes you happy and then having that again conversation mm-hmm. absolutely so emotional boundaries mm-hmm. what might emotional boundaries look like mm-hmm. um you know when you're new in a relationship, my recommendations, my advice is to build trust over time, right? Mm-hmm. We're not front-loading trust, and we're also not sharing everything, all the things, <laughs> up front at once. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're building um, an emotional bond with someone over time. It starts with a spark, oh. right? And oh, nice. That's yeah. really good. Then you fan that flame. Yeah becomes a fire but yeah it's happening gradually right not not all at once and so it's important to know what your emotional soft spots are like when you say soft spots just so I'm sure I understand do you mean like your trigger spots or the places that make it can be trigger spots it can be past experiences around wounds around emotional your sticky spots Um, and so when you have built trust, right, with someone over a period of time that you're serious about romantically that, you know, you're sharing with them, hey, you know, I feel safest when you use language like this. Um, I feel safest when I am sharing with you a really challenging spot of my day, you know, that you are expressing empathy to me and you're not trying to fix the problem. 
right? You're not trying to offer a solution, but really just, mm-hmm. you know, sitting with me in my discomfort. Mm-hmm. And if you're sitting there saying, gosh, I don't know what my boundaries are. I think that says a lot to you about getting in the thoughts of mm-hmm. <laughs> your preferences because we all have boundaries, whether we are pushing them aside mm-hmm. right. or we're making them the forefront of everything and it's at everyone's business. I remember my first husband, um, when we were dating, because of the way that I grew up, I knew one boundary of mine was don't ever yell at me. We can communicate some other way. Some people are yellers. They're good yellers. They can yell and get some stuff out. But for me, as soon as someone's yelling at me, I shut down. You shut. Like, forget about it. I'm a, I'm a you know, nine-year-old kid again. Mm-hmm. And he really enjoyed, <laughs> I say that enjoyed, but he yelled. He was a yeller. Mm-hmm. And one night I just, you know, I, I was up, I was sleeping, and I woke him up, and then there I was yelling at him trying to get him back, see how it feels, but it hits differently for him. And ultimately, of course, this relationship never worked out Mm -hmm. um, because he disrespected such a a boundary. But as we're talking about it, I remember that being so black and white that that was my first step into saying, this is what I need, Mm -hmm. you know? This is what I need to survive. And I have a partner now, as unhappy as he could be at me, he would never yell at me. Mm -hmm. And that's invaluable. Absolutely. And I was going to say, in our lives outside of the podcast here, we're helping people um, align with love. We're helping people connect and matchmake in healthier ways than they have in the past. And it's so important that you have the tools and resources that when, because your life partner is, is the most, one of the most important decisions that you'll make because it affects your mental health, it affects your finances, it affects so many things. And so to know up front what you're looking for and what you need, especially what you need to make sure that right you're connecting quality of life with the quality of life. That's I, it, quality. quality. Your boundaries absolutely reflect your quality of life. Yes. That's such an important point to How make. How good of a life do you want to live? How good of a life do you want to live? And your boundaries reflect that. And so if you're spending a lot of your time complaining about things like, oh, I can't believe I said yes to this thing again, or I can't believe that this person keeps taking advantage of me, or I can't believe, I mean, that's usually a sign and symptom that, hey, it's time to give some reflection and thought to boundaries. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, I think it can be true, particularly for women, that our time boundaries, like that self-care uh, might be misperceived as being like selfish, like particularly maybe w- you know for women with families and children. And I I have none of those things, right? I don't have kids, so I don't I don't know what that time commitment is like. Mm-hmm. But I think you know for a woman that says, okay, you know what, I need to start, I need to say no to this thing so I can have a night to decompress. The idea is, uh, what do you mean you're saying no to that thing? You're not going to give all of your time and effort to things that are outside of you. Mm-hmm. And I almost think sometimes it can be really, particularly with time boundaries, maybe, you know, I, right. w- with being able to say, no, I'm going to opt out of this thing. It's not really something I wanted to do. I'd, I'd rather spend my time the other way. And I think maybe that's the thing, you know, being able to say, I'd rather, my preference is I choose. Mm-hmm. Those are powerful words. Those mm-hmm. are powerful words. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what boundaries are saying, I, you know, I, I can't change somebody else, but what I can do is say, this is what's not okay with me. And then once we do that, we almost have to put the action behind it. And so once you say to somebody, you're not going to treat me like this, mm-hmm. 
and then you let that person treat you like that again, mm-hmm. it's like your own fuzzy boundary, which kind of brings us back to making sure you're clear with what with what you need. So how do we set those boundaries maybe from the onset? Like I know you said it takes time and, mm-hmm. and we need to be in a They're work in place. progress. But when you were first meeting somebody, particularly when we're starting a new relationship, how do we start off on a, on a foot that is healthy and respectful of everybody's boundaries? How do we do that at the beginning? Amy, what do you think? I think with the thing, first thing that comes to my mind is you have to be able to say no and mm. accept no mm. and not take it personally. Mm-hmm. Because saying no to something is the quintessential first step in honoring a boundary within yourself because you know, if you're saying yes to everything, that's unsustainable. But saying no, and then if you're on the other side of no, to know that that's them taking care of themselves, and that's the type of person that I want to be with. Mm-hmm. Somebody that can police themselves is someone that I want on my side. And, you know, being grateful for that. Now, if someone's saying no to you, too, they might be saying no to a date. You know what I'm saying? That's a whole different ball of wax. But if you're, you know, you're with someone, you're getting to know somebody and you want to do something and the other person says no, um, that's just not something I'm comfortable with, mm-hmm. then that's something to be pretty happy about, I think. Honor it. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about the same? Same. I mean, it's, it, it's when someone can clearly, right, and this is my wife or this is anyone in my life who says that doesn't work for me, you know, like I am, whoa, that's kind of, kind of hot to me you know it's kind of sexy to me that you're speaking with confidence (laughs) about what's important to you and you know what's important to you and then the other piece is consistency you kind of referenced that a minute ago you know that's the important one of the most important things right when you set a boundary is to remain consistent Mm -hmm. the consistency piece is so so key Mm -hmm. Um, if we could flip the script on this and say that boundaries are sexy you know, I'll just ah. say it. I think boundaries are sexy. Boundaries, boundaries are, are sexy. I think somebody that t- gives me a clear idea of where my room is to operate. There you go. Like, and somebody where I can be clear and say, you know what? Yes, I really enjoy spending time with you. Like, these are the things that I mm-hmm. that are important to me. I want to respect what's important to you too. And here's the thing, right? So I don't know if you guys have had this situation where you've maybe expressed a boundary to somebody, and it was not well received. Or mm. the boundary was just kind of like ignored. <laughs> and so I spent a lot of time in my younger years trying to change my boundary so it would fit into uh, like shape-shifting yeah. your boundary. Yes, that's mm. largely what I did in my young adult life. <laughs> yes. So now as a, as a grown up, I'm like, no. And now I'm coming to the idea where, you know, it's like I'm slowly learning over the years as my relationships and, and different kinds of relationships grow and change that I want somebody that respects my boundaries in a friendship, in my in people that I work with, in people that I associate with professionally, and certainly in people that I get you know choose to give all this love to romantically. Like mm-hmm. somebody that respects themselves will respect my boundaries. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I will respect somebody who respects their own boundaries. I don't know, maybe we could speak to that a little bit, like how that comes together. That comes together, like as far as what do we do when someone doesn't receive our boundary well? Like, how do we respond to that? Yeah. Is that what we're digging into? I, yeah, maybe so. Like, w- maybe so. Um, whew, yeah, I have some experience with that. Um, so 
it is absolutely important that you may have to communicate the boundary over and over and over again. And I think it all comes back to, you know, how much trust has been built in this relationship, how much openness is there to understand your boundary. If it's like a, oh, no, here's my boundary, and then the person says, I'm sorry, I can't honor that, that, you know, that's not going to work for me, then you really need to give some serious consideration as to whether or not you want to continue putting into this relationship, investing in it. But if there's an openness, right, to, well, I'm not really understanding why that's important to you, and there's a level of curiosity on their part where they're like, I really want to better understand why it's important for you to have a door on the bathroom. And and you and you have you have trust established, right? Because that person is safe for you because you've you've set boundaries with them in the past, and they've said, "Okay, I can honor that." Mm -hmm. But this one, they're not really not understanding. Then you can give more information and help them. So the curiosity piece is really important. Mm -hmm. But going back to like the beginning of a relationship, I think it comes down to: is there an openness on their part to better understand, or is it a hard? I'm sorry, I can't, I, I don't understand that. That's stupid. They're dismissive. They're belittling. They're condescending, you know. Yeah. Um, then that's usually kind of a, that would be more of a red flag. Time to, to pack a bag. Than beige. Um, get a bag. Get a, get a car. Bye get bye. a car and go. Come over. Sleep on the couch. Get out of there. Yeah. How about the type of relationship that you discover your boundaries within it? I love what we said the last time we were together, that you could experience s- many, many versions of your loved one, of your partner. Yes, mm-hmm. seven I different versions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And giving your partner the space to discover their own boundaries, that's that's a beautiful dish to that's eat. That's growth. You know, that's the, the safety that you have in a romantic relationship where they honor and encourage and allow you to to figure it out, mm-hmm. to grow, you know, yeah. there's no, yeah. there's no, I mean, from my perspective, my experience, there's no greater safety than someone giving you the space to grow and to, f- to figure it out as you go along. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I'll share kind of a funny story. So I uh, went out to dinner with somebody not too long ago and we went out for Thai food and they ordered this like Thai coconut soup and did not like the soup. And Melissa of like, my whole life kicks in and is like, well, let me get the server over here. I'm going to fix that. <laughs> um, not my soup, not my, not my issue to fix. It took every ounce of restraint I had to like, let this person solve their own problem. And, <laughs> I it, you know, because it is my way, it is my go-to way to be like, oh, let me just jump in and solution that for you, which is my own boundary, right? To explore. Yes. And so this, but this idea of like, I understand your soup is bad. This is definitely like a choice you get to make. Like the server came over to the table multiple times. I asked for various things up, you know, whatever. We had a wonderful dining experience, sans the soup. And, <laughs> you know, it's true. But it's hard sometimes to... Was this a date? Yeah. Ish? It was a date-ish. It so was a, it was a hangout, right? It was a hangout. I picked up on the ish. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a date-ish. Yeah. yeah, it was a date. So, um... <laughs> So, but it's challenging for somebody who is in the mindset and maybe has been trained and groomed over their whole life to, hey, if there's a problem, yo, I'll solve it. 
check out this hook. <laughs> I'm like, are we gonna go? Yeah, there? I was doing it slow. It was like a slow <laughs> drop. <laughs> but if there's, you know, it's it's challenging sometimes to let that happen. I'm, I'd imagine for parents, it's also probably challenging to like see your kid have a problem and think, okay, I know exactly what you need mm. to do to fix this. And yeah, that's mm-hmm. a thing. So that's right, whole thing. but it's a, it's all like our nature. It's like our nature and our nurture. We talked about that last time mm-hmm. too, right? So, so watching them solve it was kind of an audition for you. I for mean, it was them. excruciating. Well, you were practicing, but you were practicing your boundaries. Was pra- or, you know what you're speaking to yeah. is is the it, one of the things that I wanted to highlight. You know, is when you are practicing your boundaries, how it can be really scary, yeah. right? It takes a lot of courage to practice boundaries. That's right. And there also comes a lot of guilt because that that nature part of you that yeah. f- feels really good about helping other people solve their problems. Well, that makes me responsible for their experience, you got, right? Now yes. I now my you have had a terrible experience at dinner because I did not And then fix it's your, your fault. Problem. Exactly. And right. so the guilt that comes from that because you're like, "Wait a second. I feel so guilty that she had to sit there or they had to sit there and eat." It was a shame. We could we could be real about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to assume? No. You so how did they handle the? Um, they eventually the told the server like at the end of the meal, and the server was like super apologetic and like. So it was sexy her. that they took control. Yeah, they totally of took their control own. at the end of the meal, and then she's like, "Do you want something else?" And you know, my friend was like, "How about a dessert instead?" And I was like, "Oh, okay. Ooh. I like that." So, but letting people solve their problems, and mm-hmm. then the other thing that I've noticed is. And maybe you can speak to this. So sometimes if we're trying to maybe set up a date with somebody or set up some time with somebody, whether it's a work meeting or a client or whatever, the tendency to say, okay, how about this question mark instead of this is the time that works for me, period. I, or this is what I prefer, period. Instead of what do you think? A friend brought to my attention one time many mm. years ago that I end my question, my sentences with a question. Like I end my hey, what do you want to do today? It's always a question instead of me saying this is my preference. So yeah. for the last like decade, this has also been my word. Shout out to Nicole who brought this to my attention mm-hmm. many years ago. Now I think about sometimes if is being assertive sexy, having a clear sense of our boundaries is sexy. Yes. Like, but that, that ending what you want to do or putting out there an idea with the question is only a problem if you're going against your authentic self, mm, you know what I mean? Like that. if you really don't know and you want them to decide and you don't care, but don't you think then it's always okay know to a question. Bit, but don't we always a little bit know? I'm saying you know. Oh, Therefore, know. you know that that question mark is not. You may not know. Or you may not know. You may I not mean, know. honestly, you and know. I, I want to, I really want to plug that because there's probably some listeners that are like, but I, d- but I don't know. I really don't know what I want to do, mm. you know? Mm. And that's, that's a real thing for a lot of folks, which is indicative of, of spending time with yourself to really get to know yourself better, right? It's that self-love piece of sitting down and going, what do I enjoy doing? That's and if you right. don't know there's folks that can help you figure mm-hmm. that out, whether it's a mental health therapist or um, it's a friend that can sit down and you can riff off, right, some different ideas about what your interests are. Meditation. But meditation, yeah. But yeah. So maybe doing the work to figure out a little bit, what, what do I what do I like? What do what I? Do, who, who am I in relationship? Mm-hmm. Like, what do I enjoy? Mm-hmm. And then there's the not caring. And if you don't care, then that's a whole other different thing. 
if yeah. you don't care what we're doing today. Yeah. I don't care. Like yeah. I just want to spend time with you. It doesn't even matter what we're and, doing. And that can be about that can be a boundary, you know, just mm-hmm. to express I don't have the emotional or the um the the capacity energy wise to spend time figuring out what I'd like to do today. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'd mm-hmm. like for you to to make the decision today. But that's clear being able to communicate that and saying, yep. you know what, I'm feeling a little bit like mentally depleted or I just don't have the bandwidth for this decision uh-huh. right now. You decide if it's take out Chinese or pizza Absolutely. or something else. Because that's that's a thing that can come up in, you know, new relationships of dating where one person feels like I'm the one that always has to figure out what we're gonna do. Yeah, that can come that. that can come up in, you know, long term relationships too. You know, I'm the old one that always has to plan our anniversaries or I'm the you know, and that's, and so that, you need a boundary. That's a boundary. That's something yeah. that you can express Absolutely. that you would love if mm-hmm. to have some yeah. <laughs> decisions. Absolutely. Shared. Yeah. 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 So I think what we're, what we can garner is that we, at the end of the day too, like we decide what's okay with us and what's not. You got it. We can communicate our boundaries and then we make the choice. We decide when somebody shows us or a boundary is either respected or not respected we can kind of decide. So what would be maybe one or two things maybe we could leave our listeners with in terms of something that they can do or enact in their current relationship to help facilitate some healthy boundaries? Okay, my first thing I would say is, is there something that bothers you or has been bothering you that grates on your nerves, some sort of habit that your partner does Ask yourself, have you expressed how that makes you feel? And where would you be with the clear communication of that? If you're afraid to say anything, then that says a lot. If you don't want to say anything, that says a lot. And if it really doesn't bother you, then it's not a problem. Mm -hmm. Love it. I, I want to plug um, Nedra's book again, her How to Set Boundaries workbook. It is really, really good. Um, if you have no idea what boundaries are, it's a fabulous place to start. If you're somewhat familiar or if you think you're an expert on boundaries, it's still really important to give this a review. Um, but one of the things that I want you to, to do is just to spend some reflection time on identifying what are three unmet needs that you have currently, either in your current relationship or what you're looking for in a relationship. What are unmet needs that you have that you're hoping Mm -hmm. your partner, the person that you're dating, can help fulfill? So uh, thank you so much for coming out to listen. Uh, Thank you so much for Youthful Medical Spa in Ponta Vedra Beach for keeping the ladies at the spark looking spry. We'll be reporting back on some fun services uh, that have been offered to us. If you would like us to plug your product, uh, by all means, reach out to us. And we are always up for good samples. I look really good in Birkenstocks. I'm just saying. (laughs) Yeah, Youthful Medical Spa is our sponsor today, and we're so grateful for their partnership. Thanks so much. Hey, Sparkies. Don't forget, boundaries begin with you. Have a conversation with yourself about what your needs are. What are your unmet needs? Whether you need a door to the bathroom or you just need to learn to say no, you need to communicate these boundaries to your partner. It's also important to respect the boundaries of others. Let them send back their coconut soup or not. That's their decision to make 
and you are not responsible for their bad experience. As Anne Lamott says, no is a complete sentence.